First it was the penalty kill. Now it's the power play. The Dallas Stars need to fix their special teams quick. Let's talk about it next on Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars. Your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm Joey Erickson, former producer of 105 Through the Fan and play-by-play voice of the Chippewa Steel. Please be sure to subscribe. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. And as always, thank you so much for making us a part of your day and making us your first listen. Happy Monday, Stars fans. I hope you enjoyed the weekend, enjoyed the Super Bowl, and enjoyed a Stars win on Saturday. Saturday over the Montreal Canadiens to wrap up their three-game road trip coming out of the All-Star break. They're back home for the first time tomorrow, taking on a very good Carolina Hurricanes team. So excited to preview Carolina, who the Stars will take on a few times in the month of February. But what is going on with this Dallas Stars power play? We talked about it early last week. They had trouble getting on the job. Now they can't get off the job. And now they can't score and they can't execute. I have some thoughts and some possible solutions to this Dallas Stars man advantage unit. They need to get it going so they can close out games like I've been saying all season long. We'll touch on what is the real top line as well with the Stars. Marchment, Sagan, and Duchesne are so, so deadly. And we have plenty of stuff to get into here today. I want to thank you for joining me. As always, hit that notification bell. Never miss an episode. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So, just to dial back a few days ago to the game in Montreal. Dallas, of course, squeaks out uh, with a 3-2 win, but the power play just went cold. They go 0-6 in the game. They even had an extended four-minute power play in the final five minutes of the hockey game with a chance to get the insurance goal, close one out, and cruise to the finish line, but they're unable to do anything with it. They also give up the majority of better chances to Montreal by way of two breakaways, shorthanded, and Otter has to come up huge with a couple of big saves, and he has to play hero when you're on a four-minute power play. And... You're struggling to get into the offensive zone. You're struggling to get anything set up. And you're struggling to get anything to the net. Like, why are you being so passive? The 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 real infuriating part of the, the sequence was there was no urgency or no willingness to force the issue and try to score. It just felt like they all sat back and were like, We're just going to let this four minutes fly by, and then we'll try to close it out when Montreal pulls the net or pulls uh, Montembeau out of the net, and we'll we'll, we'll figure it out six on five. Also, the closing sequence 
why is S. Lindell and Yanni Hockenpah out late in the game? I, I understand they're your go-to guys when it comes to shutting down opposing defenses, but we've seen the PK recently, and granted, they did not get uh, stung in the game against Montreal, but, like, come on. Put your best players out there to close out some of these games, and they made it a lot more interesting than it should have been. They eventually threw out two defensemen late in the game, two on the power play. So you're, you're, you're basically conceding that you're not trying to score. By doing that, you're telling me you're playing for playing not to lose, so to speak. They were playing not to lose instead of trying to win the game. Like, what's going on? You have this depth and you're always preaching about how great it is to have this deep offense and you have so many weapons. Use it. <laughs> right? Use it. And they won. Okay? They won. And, and a win is a win. I understand. It's not always going to be pretty, but at some points, it can be really, really frustrating. Okay. Besides now this four-minute power play they had late, they looked pretty good on the job in the first few they had. They just didn't score. Montebo came up with a, a couple of big saves. Pavelski had one early. He missed on the back door. And they're generating chances and looks. They're just not finding the back of the net. And two things can be true on special teams. It can be being very passive and struggling to get anything going. And at some point, it can be you're just not scoring. And for the first few power plays in that game, the Stars just really struggled to score. They moved the puck around well. Also, the PK for Montreal is horrendous. As I mentioned, it was one of the bottom 10 in the league should have been able to expose them. And they exposed them to some degree just without finding twine. And uh, my point is they need to put their best offensive players out on the power play. No more Jamie Benn on this top unit. Figure out a way to get Wyatt Johnston in that spot. Figure out a way to get Matt Duchesne on that first unit. It provides... Another weapon, Ben just has two power play goals on the season. Duchesne has four, and I guarantee, I, I would have to look at the numbers, he probably has not played uh, or does not have as much time on the power play as Ben does because he does come out on that second unit, and you're going to get less time on the power play. Joe, of course, has been really deadly with nine. He's been uh, a bit... Uh, uh, stricken lately, uh, still on 19 goals this year. But get 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 Duchesne on that top unit. Wyatt Johnston, who's had such a good year, he just has one power play goal. There's no reason why Johnston should not be inching towards double digits a season with how talented he is. I mean, from here on out, <laughs> for the next eight years or whatever it's going to be, Wyatt Johnston should be flirting with 15 goals on the power play a year. Um, and, and I understand Jamie's really good in front of the net and they like that he's a big body and, and he can get some of those greasy goals, but it's not happening this year and he's not great in tight spaces. He makes a lot of head scratching plays, especially on entries. You have 
one of the fastest guys in the National Hockey League, like Rope Hintz, who can gallop, why isn't he your main guy carrying the puck in the offensive zone? I get that he has to play it off sometimes because defenses are going to try to take him away, but uh, I, I don't enjoy playing it off to Jamie Benn, who's flat-footed standing at the blue line. You put him in an uh, unsuccessful position, and then it makes it a really, really unsuccessful position for him to make a play when he's flat-footed, trying to get enough speed to either pull away from a defender or he gets converged on, and then he has to make what is uh, a better-than-average play to find an open guy because he always tries to go down the wall and then bank it back to Miro and then set up that way. But it, it, when you get so many sticks in the way and, and you know he gets at least two guys will usually converge on him, it, it creates turnovers because that's not his most successful part of the power play. That's not his strength is you know trying to dangle through two guys and get it back to the point. So I think they, they need to switch up the units, shuffle some things around. They've done it with the lines, of course. Time to, to switch up the power play a, a bit. And it's not horrendous, okay? I say this with, it's not horrendous. They're still at 21% on the season. It hasn't been brutal by any stretch of the imagination, but since the new year, they're down to 18th. Uh, they're at 20%. Uh, they're now one for their last 15 in the last three games and special teams was the difference in all three of the games on the road trip. If you pot a few on Toronto, you don't even have to worry about the Maple Leafs. If you were able to capitalize a few times, could have had five, five goals, I should say against Montreal. Uh, but you allowed them to stay in the hockey game. And I've said this for long stretches throughout the season too. It's not just scoring on the power play. Can you score in those big moments? Can you score when it's three to two with less than five minutes to go and you need the insurance goal to close it out? Can you score when you're down three to one with just under 10 minutes to play to pull yourself within one to give yourself a chance? It's those type of opportunities when you need to find a way to cash in. And they have not done that very consistently. I feel like in my opinion, over this stretch of 50-odd games. We saw a lot more last season. The power play executed when they needed to. And it, it's not just on Jamie Benn either, okay? I, I don't want to uh, sit here and, and put all the blame on 14. He is a very integral part of the power play. I completely understand that. But... I feel like they're not putting him in a successful position to do what he's best at. And it has not worked recently. They need to find a different layer of attack by getting some of their goal scorers out with their top players. Rope, Pav, Robo, Miro. Imagine Duchesne or Johnston. Heck, put Stegen on there. He could unlock something on the power play instead of having him on the second unit. Sagan, of course, has scored all his goals this season at five on five. So maybe get him going. That's a different attack. Reward him with some power play time with, with the top guys. I just, I, I think there's, uh, there's missed potential is what I'm trying to get at. They have a potential to be easily a top 10 power play. They were top five last season and they didn't have Duchesne. They didn't have Sagan on the, the top power play unit. 
at all times last year. So the, the, there's no reason why it should be middle of the pack is what I'm trying to get at. And there's missed potential to make this really, really deadly. And it, it's not full-blown panic here, <laughs> but it, it, it's it can be really hard to watch when they're struggling to close out a Canadiens team that is one of the worst on the penalty kill. And they have to hold on for dear life and have their netminder make a couple of saves on breakaways and just being fortuitous and having them miss the net to win a hockey game (laughs) on the road. And they won. And I will always appreciate a win. A two points is two points. And they're top five in the National Hockey League. So, yes, I'm being a bit nitpicky here right now. But I want to see this team be firing all cylinders heading towards the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, there we go. I digress now. We're done with me over here grossing. It's time to be positive. Let's talk about the real top line on the Dallas Stars. You already know who. We'll do that. In just a moment. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by Sleeper. It is past the halfway point in the season, Stars fans. There's been a ton of highs and lows. You have the trade deadline upcoming, but regardless of where the Stars are in the current uh, standings, I want to remind you that you can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. By the way, the Dallas Stars are first in the Central Division. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. And all you have to do is pick the studs of the National Hockey League world. The McDavid's, the Crosby's, the McKinnon's. More or less than Sleeper projections on things for like goals, assists, saves, even plus minus. And you could win 100 times your bet on Sleeper. Correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Stars fans, and you could win a hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and with location availability. Be sure to check out Locked On Sports today as well on YouTube. You can also find it on Amazon Fire TV, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel covering the top sports stories of the day. Fantastic stuff they're doing over there. Be sure to follow Locked On Stars. Hit me up on the Twitter thing, the X at JoyTheJet19. Follow Locked On Stars on Twitter as well. Throwing out some content on there, having a ton of fun. I appreciate all you everydayers out there. We've had a lot of fun recently, and this is the juicy part of the season with the trade deadline coming up. There's just rumors flying everywhere about Chris Tanev. The Dallas Stars may be involved. I'm really excited for this next month because it's inevitable, in my opinion, that the Stars make a move because – they need to if, if they want to be a true contender. And, and I've mentioned it a few times. I believe they're good enough to, to get to a Western Conference Finals, as is. I don't think they're good enough to win a Stanley Cup in their current form. So I would love them for them to, to make a move. But speaking of their current form and who's just having an unreal year is this Duchesne line. And it's almost time to start acknowledging that they are 
the top line for the Dallas Stars this season. Of course, Robertson and Hintz have had an incredible year, but that top line of Pavelski and Suns, so to speak, had not seen the dominance that we've seen in previous seasons. Of course, they put Johnson up with them over the past few weeks, and it's looked really good, and it's a lot of fun. But now they've reverted back to shuffling them back around. We saw Wyatt with Ben and Dodonov again, maybe trying to unlock something there. So they're trying to uh, they're, they're they're trying to unlock some production out of a few different guys, I believe. So they're trying to concoct something where they can get consistency out of guys like Dodonov or Jamie Ben, but. As Pavelski went down to that line with Pavelski and Steele, that trio was not really producing as much as they would have liked, and Pavelski has kind of gone cold. So now they're trying to get Pav back up with some of the his top guys. But but this Duchesne Sagan line, if you look at some of the numbers this season, their expected goals for 23.8. And that's five points higher than the hence pavelski robertson line 23.8 in 49 games this season their expected goals against is a bit higher at 21.9 but uh, they've been really really hard working defensively and I, i'm not really worried about them as a liability because duchene is a willing defender sagan of course i've marveled at his two-way play and his full 200 feet game plus they win a lot of draws you have two guys that are well over 50% with, with, with Sagan and Duchesne. And even Marchment isn't terrible in the dot. And Marchment has had a phenomenal, phenomenal bounce back season. Already 41 points this season. He's quietly up to 16 goals <laughs> this year. And they provided the majority of offense coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, Duchesne already, pots, uh, uh, already potted one against Buffalo. Sagan with a couple of beauties. A couple of beauties against Montreal. As Matt Duchesne set the table a few times, some of those passes were unreal. Could not believe he even saw Sagan <laughs> a couple of times and just put it right on his tape. He's up to 48 points now in 51 games, but th this is truly the top line because they're consistent. They've been the most productive throughout the year and they just, they just play with a sense of urgency. Maybe is, is how I would describe it. They're just hard after the puck. They're hard on the forecheck. They create turnovers. They win board battles. And the thing that I even love most, they're always looking to put the puck on net. They cycle really well. Duchesne is the main component of this. Constantly looking to get the puck on net. Looking to find the shooting lane. Not accepting. Not settling for perimeter work. And Duchesne is the number one component of this because he's so shifty. He's so shifty. He can create offense for himself that he gets to an area, few cuts here and back, right on net. Sagan's usually there. Marchment's just running amok, cross-checking people. Sometimes it should be get called. <laughs> but Marchment's going to do Mason Marchment things. And I love that because they need uh, they, they need a bit of that grit too. And 
especially across the line and off the rush. They're so creative. And what makes them, I think, so deadly is, is they each just play to their strengths. When you look off the rush, most of the time when they score, it's generated through 95 because he is a puck possession guy. He's the one coming across the line. He has better speed than Sagan and Marchment. So he's the one dancing his way into the offensive zone. He can cut back. He usually finds the rink-wide pass. He finds somebody on the weak side. All Sagan and Marchment have to do is just find open space. Marchment, you head right to the net. Sagan will even cut to the net sometimes. Find open space. Duchesne's going to find you. They don't have to be something they're not. And, and and that's what makes them such a deadly trio. And uh, they've really become the, the top line of this Dallas Stars team. Namely, they've just stayed together throughout the whole season. They have not had to break them up. They're just consistently getting production. And, and as I mentioned, I, I think they just, they play the game in such a simple way. It just breeds success. Like it's try to get a look off the rush. If not, will be physical, will bang bodies, will have a great forecheck, will create some turnovers, will cause some some fumbles, and we'll go to work from there. We'll beat you on the boards, and we'll beat you with our instincts. We'll beat you to the front of the net. Look at the, the goal Sagan scored uh, a few a few afternoons ago. He, he just won body position in front. And all Duchesne's like, here you go, buddy. Tap this one in. So, um, yeah, just so, so, so good. Um, and I, I, it's it's just, it's so remarkable to watch. And it's just so rewarding that the Stars team has multiple lines that can find the back of the net at, at, at any point. Because <laughs> it's depth, 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 right? And uh, it, it's truly coming to fruition this season. They need to use this depth on the power play now, okay? But I digress. They need to flex some of that uh, on their special teams units. Okay, there's a, a bit about that uh, wonderful Duchesne line for the Dallas Stars because they're coming out hot. Did not miss a beat coming out of All-Star break. They've helped the Stars climb into the top of the National Hockey League. The Dallas Stars have a chance to maybe separate themselves in the Central Division. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is also brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets. You even have live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. The Dallas Mavericks made a huge trade to get P.J. Washington. They shipped Grant Williams out. P.J. Washington is a Dallas native as well. Comes in, has a huge game. The Mavs absolutely destroyed the OKC Thunder the other day. And we remember what happened the last time the Texas Rangers went to the World Series. What did the Mavs do? Later that spring, just throwing that out there. So go ahead and make some money while you're watching this Mavs team. And Kyrie is just as cool as a cucumber. 
man, he's fun to watch. So just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and go ahead and shoot your shot. New customers, $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. So the Dallas Stars uh, at one point in the month of January, uh, I believe trailed, what was it? Uh, eight points or so uh, from from Winnipeg. It may have been a, a bit bigger, but uh, th- they've gone on a, a good streak here recently, and the, the Stars are now in first place in the Central Division. I love the ring of that. We were saying that a lot in the first half, and then over the last month, I have not had the uh, the pleasure to say that in a while, but the Stars now uh, have 70 points, and and this is where I get to about grossing about the power play. They're one of four teams that has 70 points this season. (laughs) They're one of four teams. Like they're playing really, really well this year, even though it has not been 100% clean every single night, but no team is right. No team is. And, and, and watching them every day, I probably start to see more negatives than positives, even though I try to err on the light at the end of the tunnel. So it, it's it, they, they've been on a really nice run here. And you have to give them props as well for going through a stretch. They were without Otter for a month. They were without Miro for three weeks. Wedgwood played really, really great. It looks like Otter's finding himself. How about that game against Montreal besides the one goal, which he was just, I don't know, floundering around the Slavkovsky goal. He was stellar in that game against Montreal. He stole that one in Buffalo. He's starting to get a rhythm. And uh, the Stars are are top five in in the National Hockey League. They're with the Bostons of the Worlds, the the Vancouver's, uh, and, and even the New York Rangers who they face later on this month. This is a great time for the Stars to really find out who they're going to be come playoff time because you're playing Carolina tomorrow. You get them, you get another crack at them later in the month. New York and Boston on a back-to-back later this February. You're going to find what you're made of against these teams, these cup contenders, which we all believe are going to be uh, be there at the very end of the season where you kind of match up. These are a few measuring stick games, correct? The, the Stars have four or five of these measuring stick games in the month. Plus, they have Colorado and Winnipeg to end the month of February, who, of course, are nipping at their heels trying to, to get back into the conversation. But it's also an opportunity for the Stars to extend their lead. It's an opportunity for them to create some gap, create a bit of a margin between Colorado and Winnipeg. Colorado is reeling a bit. The Jets are reeling a touch. And the Stars have been able to keep some level of at least consistent play in my mind. Yes, it hasn't been pretty, but they've been able to win some games, even when they're not at their best. Speaking of January, when they were out two of their most important players and arguably two uh, of your best players, and not even arguably, they are two of your top five (laughs) best players on the roster. They were able to weather that storm. Now they have all these components back 
and they're they're trying to to figure it out a bit. Um, and plus, I I think this little stretch here, this this last week of very passive and just kind of weird overall weird play had something to do with the break. They had nine days off. I think that takes a bit of the sharpness away, uh, a bit of their, I guess you could say consistency or their polishness. They're just not quite as polished. And I think that break had something to do with it. They have a lot of veterans. I'm sure they enjoyed their time (laughs) at home or on the beach, wherever they went. I think they're just trying to get back in the rhythm of things. So it it hasn't been pretty by any stretch, but they they usually elevate their play against better teams. That's why I'm really, really, really excited for this game tomorrow against Carolina. Last year when they played the Hurricanes, I was like, this would be a dream Stanley Cup final matchup. They're a lot of fun to watch, those two. Uh, And I I just think they're two very similar teams that have been kind of in the mix quite a few times recently in the postseason like they've made some runs but haven't quite gotten over the hump and Carolina hasn't made a conference final yet uh you know in in the last five years but these teams I think are just so similar in their styles like they have pretty good depth up front they got some good defensemen on the back stars always have the edge in net but very, very similar teams, I, I feel like. And I think it's just really fun when these two teams clash. I'm going to touch on this, of course, a bit more, more tomorrow. So maybe I'll, I'll save some of that. But uh, the Stars are right in there, man. Right in the thick of things. Top five in the National Hockey League. For how bad the power play or, or how bad the PK has been. And the power play is one for or two for their last 15. Uh, they're still finding a way to get the job done. And this is a huge month, a huge month to maybe solidify themselves as the number one seed in the central division. And you can't even rule out the number one overall seed. They're four points behind Vancouver. So they have a chance to even win home ice advantage throughout the entirety of the playoffs, depending on, on how this month goes. And that provides motivation and it provides excitement moving forward so very very excited should be a very very fun rest of the month that will do it for today's episode i went a bit longer today but i was feeling frisky i was feeling on top of things so i wanted to get it all off my chest let's have a good week stars fans big game tomorrow stars versus the hurricanes first game back at the american Airlines center post all-star break hope you have a wonderful day Enjoy the day. Have a fantastic Monday. Get off to the right start. We're going to have a great week. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Never miss an episode of Locked on Stars, and we will see you tomorrow. So long, Stars fans.